enjoy this new breakdown of Project 2030. I guarantee you won't regret it. Thanks a lot, guys. What's going on, guys? AJ here bringing you yet another episode of the E1B2 Collective Podcast and bringing you yet another episode talking about Project 2030. So, a couple things here. Number one, voice is a little bit, uh, a little bit dry here. Um, I got back from Nashville not too long ago, so I'm hoping nothing bad happened from a COVID-related or sickness-related thing, but I am doing everything that I can to avoid that. Number two, um, I'm excited to talk about Project 2030 in, in entirety, and I'm excited to do those, do so because there's a really new, interesting opportunity on the table that um, is really intriguing, and I'm excited to share with you a little bit about it. But before I do, I, I felt like for this opportunity and for potentially other opportunities or potentially anyone that is the following titles, a generalist for the last 10 years, HR director, you know, internal, you know, folks that are in internal comms, recruiting, you know, someone that's an HR director, someone that's an HR business partner, some of those titles. Again, seven, eight, nine, 10, 12 years. Folks that may be listening that fit that profile, you guys may find this content that I'm about to break down about Project 2030 pretty interesting. Thus, you may want to reach out to me Maybe give me a personal call. Maybe reach out to me on LinkedIn, wherever the case is going to be. But you guys may find what I'm about to talk about incredibly intriguing. And hopefully that's exciting as well. So um, what I'm going to do is I'm going to break down Project 2030, what excites me about it, where I came up with the idea, and, and it's in fullest you know, entirety so that you guys can really understand what we are building and what we are embarking on. So step number one, how did I come up with the name Project 2030. Um, when I set out to build the E1B2 Collective, which stands for Employees First, Business Second, I had one goal in mind. That goal was very simple. I wanted to try to change the world of work and put employees first. And I told myself that I would give myself about 10 years to do so. So I started the E1B2 Collective in 2020, 10 years on top of 20. The last time I checked is 30. And so when I thought about this particular initiative, I thought about what would it look like for me to continue to put in great work, whether that's podcasting, whether that's keynotes, whether that's building brands, whether that's build, you know writing blogs, whether that's bringing value as a consultant or an advisor or a founder internally, externally inside of brands. What if I were to try to bring value to the world of work, HR specifically, the head of people specifically? What if I were to do all those things over the next 10 years? What would that look like? And so I started kind of taking on this like project experiment kind of research mentality along that. And when I came up with this particular brand, I just felt that it was super fitting for what I was trying to accomplish. So I called it Project 2030. So that is the name of the organization. And this is a little bit why that the name is kind of connected to it, because my goal and my desire is to give the word of HR, the word of work, 10 years of my life, 10 years of my blood sweat and tears, 10 years of my energy, 10 years of my thoughts, 10 years of my innovation, pick my head back up and see where we are. And so that's the kind of the goal. Second thing, what is Project 2030? Where do we come up with this? Why is this something that every single HR person needs to get excited about? Well, I did about 17 keynotes at, at SHRM chapters inside of major universities, John Hopkins, San Diego State, Texas A&M, University of Maryland, Stevenson, the list can go on and on and on. 
And when I was at those universities talking to those graduate students, I figured out something that I thought was incredibly interesting. They did not have an exciting plan, concept, understanding of what the C-suite role looked like, what the VP role looked like. They understood what a generalist does. They understood a little bit about recruiting. They understand a little bit about compliance and law and, and, and all these things that are pretty traditional remedial, but they couldn't really see themselves past that HR generalist type role or maybe even a recruiter. They didn't know about all the fun, exciting things, those human beings at that level of what they actually do at a strategic level. And I found that incredibly interesting. And so when I would speak to these folks, I'd bring in my pizzazz and my energy and my nuance and all my great ideas. And I would let them know about me starting six and seven figure brands before and jumping into HR and really jumping into this world at the strategic level and how much more fun the strategic things are. But you have to really understand the, tra the, the traditional things. But then once you get to the strategic things, here's what you can do when it comes to internal communications. Here's what you can do when it comes to employee experience. Here's what you can do when it comes to DEI. Here's what you can do when it comes to leadership. All these great things. And I saw their eyes open up. And I was like, that is incredibly interesting. They have no idea from a career mapping professional path and even competence standpoint, they have no idea. There's no clear roadmap of how to get them from where they are now to the C-suite level, CHRO, head of people, chief people officer, et cetera. So I stopped doing those keynotes because I was getting a little busy. And the first thought was Project 23rd was going to be nothing more than just content. It was going to be like a media play. I was probably going to start like another brilliant ink, if you will, just for the world of HR. And then my energy shifted a little bit. Then I got super excited. My energy shifted and I got super excited because I said, well, hold on. What if I were to create like a Lambda school education kind of curriculum model that really helped prepare HR folks that have spent eight, nine, 10, 12 years, some of the roles I mentioned in the beginning of this episode, what if I were to help them take them from where they are to getting to the C-suite level? What if I were to tell, take them from where they are to getting to the C-suite level and then getting to that level in a way that is so much more impactful, so much more interesting, so much more exciting and invigorating? What if I were to get them to that level in such a way that is super intriguing, but done with the level of competence and done with the level of skill that can be, can, that, that can be respected? And I'm going to put a pause on this, guys, and pick back up in a moment. My dog is barking its head off, and I want to finish telling you guys about how I came about Project 2030 and a little bit about the experience. Give me one second, guys. All right, I'm back. So I got into Project 2030 at the concept level. I saw that there was a gap. There was a gap that was very clear to me, and I wanted to do a little bit of research. So I went out and talked to lots of different CHROs, about 75 to be exact. CHROs, chief people, officer, heads of people. And they all told me that they, didn't, they couldn't quite put their finger on it, but there was something that they think they missed in a couple of different categories. The first category was employee experience. The second category was management and leadership. And the third category was a, a really clear plan from a career mapping perspective. And they felt like they had a little bit of those areas mixed up a bit because they had spent a lot of their time as a generalist, as an individual contributor, maybe as a leader at, to some degree for a bit of time, but but when they finally made the decision, some folks 12 years in, some folks 15 years in, some folks 20 years in, 
some folks nine years in to try to inevitably become a C-suite level practitioner. They felt that they felt that their skill set and their understanding of the role, their understanding of what they could bring to an organization, their understanding of the type of organization that can be a good fit, their understanding of a lot of the strategic aspects, they felt that there was a learning curve that was quite steep. And so I found all that information really exciting and interesting and my entrepreneurial brain hit on. And I said, hmm, Lambda School, education model, experience, eight weeks. And I started thinking and I said, well, what if we were to take 30 HR directors, 30 HR business partners, 30 folks that are eager, that are excited to try to climb the ranks to become a C-suite executive or, or a head of people or a CHRO? What if we were to try to climb that ladder and help them climb that ladder by teaching them, by educating them, by building a community around those four categories? And so we dove in and we started creating the curriculum. And so let me walk you through what it's going to be. First step, career path. Understand the type of CHRO you actually want to be. There are so many different types. There are folks that are really focused on DE&I right now. There are folks that are really focused on people analytics. There are folks that are really into compliance. There are folks that are really into global HR. There are folks that are really into conflict resolution. There are folks that are really into talent development. There are folks that are really into executive coaching. There are folks that are really into all these other things, building a HR department from scratch. Or there are folks that are really excited about taking an HR department that's been going for two to three years and taking it to the next level and building out the team and building it robust and doing a lot of different things strategically and navigating the organization and making sure the bottom line is impacted by the team that actually sits within the HR department. There's all different types of CHROs. Which one are you going to be? So that was the first thing. The second thing, what size company? What complexities of issues internally inside that company actually excite you? Then we started diving a little bit deeper, diving a little bit deeper. We said, well, what, what else do we need to figure out when it comes to career mapping? Well, how are you going to hold yourself well in the interview? What type of questions are you going to ask? How are you going to create like this beyond resume of, if you will, which is pretty much a communication that says, this is who I am as a CHRO. Here's the decision-making bandwidth I need. Here's how I think about budget allocation. Here's what I think about getting budget approvals. Here's what I think about the team that I need around me. Here's how I think about so many different aspects of being a, being a CHRO. When I'm looking for an opportunity, I'm looking for a company that can respect that and can get on board with that. And so we went down that path. Then I said, what else needs to happen? Then we talked about employee experience. We said, hmm, for the first time in their life, they are now the purpose. They are now the sole purpose, the sole focus, the sole person to think about all things strategy when it comes to employee experience. So what about those elements? How do you contextualize employee experience to the organization? How do you think about DE&I? How do you think about internal comms? How do you think about employer branding? How do you think about talent development? How do you think about career mapping? How do you think about pulling in managers and executives and teaching them how to have emotional intelligence? And how does that impact the bottom line? How do you think about all these things that kind of fall under the strategic employee experience banner? And then I said, leadership, management. These folks are, again, career-long individual practitioners. And in the best case scenario, these folks have dabbled in leadership. What does some of the leadership training look like? What does that, what does that responsibility mean? What is it, how, how does it show up? So we talked about executive presence. We talked about change management. 
We talked about conflict management strategy as a CHRO of how to sit down with the CFO and a COO and your strategy may not be super clear to them, but you know this is going to be the best thing for the organization in a five-year period of time, but they're, they're really focused on the next 90 days. You guys are trying to play this conflict game. How do you educate managers and leaders when it comes to you know, emotional intelligence and conflict resolution and contextual communication style to someone's preferences? And how do you hold them accountable and keep, keep them up to date and build that relationship? And so we started going to all these different categories and we said, we need to create a program that sits within eight weeks. And we need to break down all of this information. And we can do that in pre-recorded podcasts. We can do that in fireside chats. We definitely need to do it in one-on-one interactions with an active head of people looking another potential hopeful head of people in his or her eyes, breaking down these aspects, breaking down these, uh, these, these components. We said we need to do all of this and we need to bring them this, in, this, this information. We need to make it privy. And so then everyone said, well, what's the final outcome? What are they walking away with? I said, that's an easy one. These folks will walk away with their own IDP plan, their own individual development plan. Here's who I am when it comes to being a CHRO. Here's the type of company that I think I would work well in. Here's the type of organization that I can see myself navigating. Here's the input that I need to have when it comes to people. Here's the input that I need to have when it comes to supporting people and teaching managers and leaders how to be better for our people, how to build systems and processes for our people. Here's exactly my points of views and the things that I, I want to work on when it comes to employee experience and the strategy side. And here's how I build out my 30, 60, 90. Here's the type of things that I want to say to the, the person in, interviewing me, whether it's a CEO or a COO, and making sure that the right fit and the right time is contextual to who I am. So we just started getting into all these different rabbit holes, all these different outcomes. And it just dawned on me that the outcome is very clear. We not only want to help folks have self-awareness and find who they are, but inevitably, honestly, if we really want to get down to the, the, the granular level, our goal is to help them find that next opportunity, the right one with that IDP plan, with a mentor, with a community, with support from a recruiting perspective and literally helping them go out and navigate some things. Oh, and I almost forgot, and this is crazy, I forgot the best component. How do we teach them how to network? Now more than ever, being a CHRO or being a C-suite in the HR space is about your professional brand. And so I decided to put inside of the curriculum as well. How do we teach these folks how to build a professional brand? How do we teach these folks how to network, how to, how to write blogs, how to be featured on podcasts, how to be featured in PR, how to go in fireside chats? How do we teach them how to cultivate that network to have inbound of amazing opportunities at the C-suite level? How do we do these things? How do we create those things? And so that's really going to be the blueprint and that's really going to be the tangible outcome. Roadmaps. Roadmaps, roadmap, roadmaps that these CHRO hopeful potentials can utilize at an individual level given to them by active CHROs. Folks that have been there and done that. We're trying to help these folks not make the same mistakes as so many before them have, which is landing on the right gig, the wrong gig at the wrong time, 
didn't land on the right CHRO, CHRO role until the third company. Starting the professional branding game a little bit late. Starting the strategic employee experience navigation strategy game a little too late. Starting the seat at the table executive presence game a little too late. We want to have folks start that at the beginning. That's the goal. So a little bit of career mapping, a little bit of professional development, a little bit of employee experience strategy, a little bit of leadership. We want to help. That's the goal. And so we have a couple ways we're trying to do this. We're thinking about maybe doing this in an event format, breaking it off into the full eight-week cohort. We're, te- we're testing some things. We're playing around, but at the end of the day, we're excited. We're excited. So if you're interested, if you want to learn more, reach out to me personally. You guys probably know where to find me, and we'll talk. And I'll break it down, and we'll get excited. Thanks a lot.